Well, good morning, church family. It's another week, and we find ourselves uh, at that beautiful point of uh, Wednesday, which is our uh, midweek uh, day, to give us that extra push uh, as we prepare for the remainder of this week. Uh, today is August the 12th of 2020, and today we get a chance to take a look into a new section of Psalm 119 as we look at verses 33 to 40. But before we do, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this new day and for uh, another week that has uh, already uh, begun to uh, go past us. And Lord, as we look to serve you and to seek you and to guide uh, our thoughts and our minds with your word, Lord, I ask that you would just uh, permeate uh, everything so that we may uh, truly uh, take and uh, receive what you have for us this week. Uh, and Lord, we do pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and jump right into our text this morning as we take a look at this next section of uh, He, uh, the, the Hebrew letter, uh, as we look at verses 33 to 40, which I'll read for you now. It says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law, and observe it from uh, with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies, and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things, and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise that you, have, uh, that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread, for your rules are good. Behold, I long for your precepts, and your righteousness give me life. Well, as we take a look at this next section, uh, we're going to be looking at verses 33, 34, and 35 today. Uh, and uh, as always, we are, are looking to see uh, some other descriptors that the psalmist use to give us different names of, of God's law and God's word. Uh, today it says in verse 33, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, uh, and I will keep it to the end. Uh, the Hebrew verb here translated teach me can actually uh, have a, a varying um, definition of either to shoot, to throw, or to pour. Uh, and so what, what does the, the psalmist ask God for? Uh, what is he asking God to teach him? In what way? Uh, it says the way of your statutes uh, as we take a look at uh, God's word. So look at it this way. The psalmist is asking the Lord to shoot into his heart, into his life, uh, into his soul, God's enacted law, uh, which is his statutes. And not just randomly, but in a particular way, uh, the way that is best. Uh, and God will always do that because he knows his word does not return void. Uh, and as it is uh, shot into the different areas of our lives, uh, into the, the areas that need it uh, the very most, God's word is, is going to do its great work uh, as that uh, double-edged sword to uh, actually cut and to remove those things uh, which need to be removed, uh, to shoot uh, the very encouragement uh, that we need at that moment right into that section of our, our being and our existence uh, as we live for the Lord. Uh, the psalmist is also asking the Lord to throw it into the recesses of his life, into those areas that are hidden, uh, areas that uh, maybe the psalmist does not realize of yet, uh, but yet God sees uh, because he sees everything, because everything is laid bare and naked before him. Uh, and he wants God's enacted law uh, to do its great work 
even in those areas that the, the psalmist cannot see. And the psalmist is asking the Lord to pour God's enacted law into his being until it overflows into every aspect of his life. And so uh, as we look at this uh, you know, diversity of uh, translation here out of Hebrew to shoot uh, God's word into those areas that are necessary to throw it into the areas that the psalmist does not see, uh, but also to pour it so that God's word would literally become part of who the psalmist is each and every day and overflow uh, for others uh, to see the, the power of God's word in his life. And you'll notice uh, how does he respond to this teaching? He will keep it until the end. Uh, he is not going to just let this be a once and done. Uh, he wants this to be something where as God shoots and throws and pours uh, God's enacted law into his life, uh, that it's something that will define him all the way until the end, till that which time that God brings the, the servant home and brings the psalmist to his, his final resting place in the presence of God forever. So what are some ways to keep the word of God to the end? And I, I spent some time thinking about this, and um, I've actually got uh, quite a list here of, of ways in which the word of God should be kept until the end, uh, which should be our goal as believers even today. Uh, we need to make time for God's word or something else will fill that time. So making time. We need to read it each and every day as a fulfilling spiritual bread of life. We need to say it out loud so you can hear yourself speaking God's truth. You need to write it out so that you can see God's truth in your own handwriting. You need to sing it in praise and to the glory of God, uh, the one who made you. Uh, you need to pray it silently and out loud, knowing that God will use it to bring you into his presence. You need to listen to it uh, uh, audibly to fill your ears and your minds with better things. You need to obey it as one who appreciates the life-changing power of the Word of God. You need to commit it to memory uh, for the Spirit to bring back that truth uh, just at the prime moment, the time of need, uh, to address the thing that you are facing. Uh, you need to go over it and then go over it again, pondering its depth, uh, not just doing a cursory reading, uh, which we can do from time to time, uh, but really digging into it, going over it and over it and over it again. Study every detail of it, enjoying every nugget of truth, realizing that as you grow uh, in that grace and knowledge, uh, you will find that even verses that you have committed to memory, verses that you've listened to and have defined you and, and changed how you act, uh, God will, as you're ready, uh, as you mature in your faith, show you something a little bit more uh, uh, in detail, show you a deeper meaning than, than what you were uh, ready for uh, even uh, months before. To apply it to everyday living, uh, we need to see that the Word of God is applicable uh, to our lives each and every day uh, so that we uh, also look less like the world. Because uh, if we're not applying the Word of God, if it's only knowledge in our head uh, and does not transform uh, our actions, uh, then it is not doing that great work that it needs to in order to show ourselves separate from the world. Uh, we need to discuss it with other people. Uh, be ready to not only give a defense, but also to share what God is teaching you uh, so that uh, it may guard your lips uh, as you speak uh, that which is true to others, uh, but also uh, gives you the blessing of being able to discuss uh, what God's Word is doing. And finally, teach it. 
Uh, we, we need to be those that are not only students of the Word, but those who teach it to others, because there's others that are not where we are spiritually. Uh, being a mentor to someone else that uh, is younger than we are, uh, whether chronologically or just in the faith, uh, is an important thing for us to do, uh, because not only are we embracing the importance of the Word of God, but we're also uh, projecting that into the lives of others uh, that need to hear. So we move on to verse 34 where it says, Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. See, now the word of God has been given. Uh, and the psalmist is saying, Now that I have God's word in my life, God, give me understanding of how that impacts my life. Uh, this is the practical part because um, sometimes we take in biblical truth and we don't take the time to apply it, which we've already spoken of being very important, um, but we need to understand it. We need to see it as God sees it, not just to see it through our own personal lens, uh, which uh, is good uh, because we, we can see that uh, impacting our lives. But, you know, the, the truth is, is that God knows our hearts better than we do. He knows our lives better than we do. Uh, he knows what is the very best for us at any given moment throughout our entire lives. Uh, and uh, we can see that, you know, working on. So the psalmist is saying, uh, you know, give me understanding, Lord. Help me to see it as you see it. Help me to hear it uh, as I need to hear it, to accept uh, what needs to be recognized. And so he says, give me understanding. Uh, and the psalmist does not just ask uh, for the purpose of receiving it, but you'll notice his desire. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Uh, his desire is for the, the purpose of actually keeping and observing God's law uh, for to do that great work. Uh, and so there, there is a, a desire here. It's not just a, a head smartness. Uh, it is not just a, a list of facts. Uh, we should never come to God's Word as it being just a textbook. Um, it is not a textbook. It is a living book uh, that does transform. And, and we need to understand it. We need to see it uh, as God uh, uh, sees it, uh, as He intends for us to see it, uh, but for the purpose of us keeping it and observing it. Uh, and so it's practical. Uh, and you'll notice the extent to which he wants to, to keep it and to observe it. It's with his whole heart. And again, we see the, the psalmist uh, um, embracing the importance of the Word of God in his everyday life. You know, um, Lord, help me to keep and observe your law, to keep that understanding that you've shown me with my whole heart, without reluctance, without limitation, without distraction, without deviation. Listen to what Spurgeon said. He says, The understanding operates upon the affections. It convinces the heart of the beauty of the law so that the soul loves it with all its powers. And then it reveals the majesty of the lawgiver. And the whole nature bows before his supreme will. So see, as we understand it, as God gives us the ability to, to personalize it, to apply it, uh, not only do we see its benefits in our lives each and every day, but it also, as Spurgeon says, it gives us, uh, it, it reveals to us the majesty of the one giving it, which is a greater and grander appreciation for God uh, and his word in our life each and every day. 
Well, let's finish out with verse 35, which says, Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Have you ever noticed that we do not need to any training or guidance when it comes to disobeying God uh, or to walking on the wrong paths? You know, surprisingly enough, we've got that down. But you'll notice that the, the psalmist says, lead me in the path of your commandments. Uh, he, he doesn't need any leading when it comes to not seeing God's commandments, but he does uh, state something that we all know too well, is that we need God to lead us in the right path, to keep us on that path, so that his word is a, a light and a lamp. Uh, we, we need God's power in relation to this. It reminded me of, of Psalm 23, you know, of the one that we have memorized, no doubt, where it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Uh, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And see, that's exactly what we need God to do. We need God to lead. Uh, we uh, don't need to lead. We need the one to, uh, from whom the word comes uh, to lead us in its truth, to lead us in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake, because it's a delight to be on the right path. And I, I don't doubt that any one of you listening to this today would argue that point. Uh, it, it, it not only is good for our soul to be on the right path, uh, it makes us feel uh, complete to be on the right path. Uh, it overwhelms us with joy. It gives us that uh, actual uh, majesty uh, of the one giving it uh, so that we can you know, dive deep uh, into what God has for us. Uh, so he says, lead me in the paths of your commandments, for I delight in it. See, it's a delight to be there. Uh, and we can receive no other... Um, fullness, completeness, uh, satisfaction anywhere else uh, because we don't belong to this world anymore. And even when we belong to this world, we still found that everything that we saw after, everything we looked to see as something that would help us feel secure or to sustain us uh, or uh, to, to actually satisfy us always came up empty. Uh, but that's never the case with God. That's never the case with his word. Uh, and so uh, may your prayer this day as you look to finish out this week that God would lead you in the path of his word of his commandments because that will in turn delight your soul uh, because you're on the path of the one who you belong to uh, the one who finishes and completes uh, and uh, is secures you sustains you uh, and is the one who satisfies you let's close with a word of prayer Gracious Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you for these truths uh, from the psalmist today. Uh, and Lord, truly may we see the importance of your word being applied to our lives each and every day. Uh, may we be led by you uh, as opposed to the things of this world or being led by those things that uh, are empty and will uh, not satisfy. Uh, but instead, uh, may we delight in you as we delight in your word. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, church family. Have an awesome uh, week as you finish out uh, uh, the, the rest of this week. And Lord willing, we'll, we'll see you next time.
God bless you.